0: All right, thank you, fellas. Thank you, choir, and thank our praise team. Thank all of you for taking part in worship this morning. And so uh pray the Lord was honored and glorified. If you brought your Bibles, please turn to Mark chapter twelve. Mark chapter twelve is gonna be our text. I'd like to read Mark twelve, beginning verse forty one. I want to share a sermon I've entitled this morning Real Giving. That meets the needs of Mountain View Baptist Church. Real giving. We'll talk about giving. Real giving that meets the needs of Mountain View Baptist Church. Uh, I kind of had a difficult time deciding on the title of my sermon. I was gonna first the title that Family Matters. Family Matters and then Family Talk. I'm gonna we'll be talking to our church family, primarily, and to the friends of the church. And so we want to look at Mark chapter 12, begin reading with verse 41 through verse 44. And Jesus said over against the treasury, and beheld how the people cast money into the treasury. And many that were rich cast in much. And there came a certain poor widow, and she threw in two mites, which make a fathering. And he called unto his disciples, saith unto them, Now he has a lesson for his disciples Verily I say unto you, this poor widow has cast more in than all they which have cast into the treasure. For all they did cast in of their abundance, but she of her want did cast in all that she had, even all her living. Heavenly Father, thank you for an opportunity we have to come into your presence today. Thank you for an opportunity to worship, to minister to the Lord, through worship, prayer. And now, Lord, I pray now that your Holy Spirit will speak to our hearts. Lord, take your word and apply it to our life. May we not be only hearers, but doers of your word. Be with me as I share your word, preach your word. Give me the words to say, the right spirit to say them in. I pray for each person here. I claim the promise that your word will not return void, that it will accomplish what it's sent out to do. And so I pray that you would be with me this morning. Be with our church family. Thank you for our guests that are here. May we feast upon your word at this time, and we make this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. On December the 11th, 2019, our church met in its quarterly business meeting to hear a recommendation from the stewardship committee, the pastor, and the deacons and how we could distribute our tithes and offerings in the coming years here at Mountain View Baptist Church. And so the church voted without any opposition that night to adopt three streams, one river. Now you've heard me mention that from time to time for about, uh, I guess, about a month. Things printed in the announcement sheet mentioned from the pulpit. So the church voted without any opposition that night to adopt the three streams, one river as a method of giving our tithes and offerings to the ministries of Mountain View Baptist Church. So this morning, I'm going to be preaching or I'm going to be teaching about money. Now, if you're here this morning, you say, well, all he ever talks about is money. Or if you say, every time I go to that church, the preacher talks about money. If you say that, that means the last time you came here was January the 28th, 2014. That's the last time. (laughs) I never... Yes, that's appropriate. That's the last time I preached a stewardship sermon. I'm five years late. Now, I apologize for that. I take the blame for that. Now, I want my pattern of preaching to be like Jesus. Jesus said this. He said, the love of money is the root of all evil. He did a lot of preaching about money. He said in Matthew 6, Seek ye first, Prior to that, Matthew 6 was just filled with things we worry about, our clothing, our home, our shelter, our food, all of that, all those things. And then he says in verse 33 of that chapter, when he talks about not worrying, he says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things that you're worried about, food, shelter, clothing, will be added unto you seek him first and his righteousness all these things will be added now oftentimes we get that reverse we seek things first and we wonder why we don't have the needs in our lives and it's not that he don't furnish the need money but we take the need money and we spend it on our wants and then we fall short of our needs no applause it hurts that's what happens And then Luke 12, verse 13 through 15, he's teaching a large number of people. And all of a sudden, someone from in the back yells out, Teacher, tell my brother to divide his inheritance with me. You think we have problems from time to time with people over inheritances? Jesus said, Who's made me a judge between you two? Then he said this. He said, Watch out. Be on guard against all kinds of greed. A man's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. And we live in a period of time where where we have so many people with so many things. More people on the face of the earth any time in the history of the world and more things on the face of the earth. And yet we want more and more and more. And Jesus calls that greed. And that's what he's warning against. Luke chapter 12, verse 16 through 21, Jesus tells a, a parable of a rich man. And he, you know, his crops produced abundantly, and he didn't know what to do with all this abundance. And he said, I don't know what I'll do. I'll tear down my barns, I'll build bigger barns, and then I'll say to myself, you have plenty stored up, and so take life easy, eat, drink, and be merry. Then he heard a voice, and God said, "Fool!" Tonight your soul, your life, shall be required of thee. thee. And so who then are going to have all these possessions that you have stored up? And then he went on to say in verse 21 in Luke 12, and I never had really let this sink in. He says, this is how it will be with anyone who stores up things for himself and is not rich toward God. Wow, fool, tonight your son is going to be required of you. Then whose will these possessions be? He thought his riches were his riches. And the number one law of stewardship, number one law of stewardship is nothing truly belongs to you. It all belongs to God. Number one, law of stewardship. First Chronicles 29, verse 11 puts it this way, "Everything in heaven and on earth is yours, O Lord. Wealth and honor come from you. You are the ruler of all things." So God just lets us enjoy and care for what belongs to Him. So remember. Remember that the essence of life is not ownership. The essence of life is stewardship. It's how you take care of what God has loaned you while we're on this earth. And so a definition of stewardship is is the faithful management of all that God has entrusted us with. Our time, our spiritual gifts, our natural abilities, our money. So stewardship includes all of that. But primarily today we're dealing with this thing called money. To some he's entrusted a lot. To some he's entrusted a little. But whatever comes to us, whether it's a lot or whether it's a little, with with an undeniable responsibility, we have an undeniable responsibility with what God blesses us with, whether it's a lot or whether it's a little. It doesn't matter. So the point is, be careful. Don't fall prey to the notion that life is more fulfilling if we have more things. Don't look at life in terms of our things, our money, our possessions our abilities, our achievements. 1 Timothy 6, 7 puts it this way. We brought nothing into this world, and we won't carry anything out. I know you've always heard that you've never seen a U-Haul behind a hearse. You've heard that. That's so true. When John D. Rockefeller died, he was an oil baron. And he died in 1937. Someone drew a little cartoon. And it said, how much did John D. Rockefeller leave behind? And the answer was, he he left everything behind. He left it all behind. And friend, listen, at the moment of death, every possession is left behind. Now get this. Even the bodies that we inhabited this earth, is left behind and the only thing that goes on is what's eternal only the spirit lives on because only the spirit is eternal so reality is not found in the physical world but it's found in the spiritual and the Christian steward the one that manages his possessions his money he or she, as God intends. That Christian steward is able to see life from God's perspective set affections and their attentions on an entirely different realm. They set their affections and their attention on a spiritual realm and not on things on the earth. That's why the scripture instructs us to set our Attention, our affection, not on things on the earth, but the things in heaven. So what's a steward? The faithful management of all that God entrusts to us, whether it's large or whether it's small. The number one law of stewardship, nothing belongs to us, everything belongs to him. Now back to the widow. uh, Mark chapter 12, verse 41. Look what he says, verse 41. Jesus set over against the treasurer. So, first of all, if you're taking notes, Jesus observed people giving in church. <laughs> people, Jesus observed people giving in church. So, he goes over and he's kind of relaxing there in the temple of the, in the courtyard of the women. And the treasure was this area where there were 13 trumpet shaped Collection vases. We have a picture of that. Have a thirteen, he had these thirteen vases, these trumpet-shaped vases. And there were thirteen scattered around that courtyard. And the uh, purpose for those was for people to go by and drop their offering. Now he beheld how these people were casting money into the treasurer. And so he observes them. He deliberately observes. He deliberately observes them. He deliberately observes us when we have, when we pass the offering plates. He observes. He deliberately does that. He does that to, he observes our motives, our intentions. He, that. he observes our, uh, our heart. He, he, he observes the size of the gift that we give. Nothing up to this point, as he sat in there watching people, nothing had attracted him, nothing had attracted his admiration to anyone. Then a poor widow came by. She had two coins, smallest of them, smallest of the currency, two little coins, two mites, smallest of all coins. But he was sitting there observing. That's what he does today secondly real giving is sacrificial giving she was poor she was a pauper she was not just poor but she was destitute she was in deep poverty two coins is all she had so the point is what she gave was a sacrifice she gave a sacrifice What others gave was not a sacrifice because it didn't cost them anything. It didn't hurt them in any way. So after they gave, they still had money left over. But she didn't. So the point is they gave what they could spare. She gave what Christ called a sacrificial gift. Now, there's a difference between a sacrificial gift or sacrificial giving and giving what you can spare. We're not taught in the Scripture anywhere to give what we can spare. We're taught sacrificial giving. Exemplified primarily by God who gave His only begotten Son that you and I could go to heaven when we die. Sacrificial giving. So God, listen, this is a lesson to remember. God counts what we have left, not what we give. So the gift that matters is the gift that costs the giver something. So Jesus observes our giving. Real giving is sacrificial giving. Jot this down, third point. Real giving seeks to have a need met. Look at verse 44. She had a need met, verse 44, Mark 12. For they, all the others, they did cast in of their abundance. But she of her want, underline that word. But she of her want, she wanted something. She cast in all that she had, even all of her living out of her want, out of her need. She had a need. She had a need for food. She had a need for clothing. She had a need for shelter. She had no one to take care of her. There was no one who seemed to care about her, but she knew that God cared about her, so she came to God for help. Two mites. Here's a lesson. She took her need and she gave it to God. Now, her need was financial, obviously. She only had two mites. So she took her money and she gave it to God. And in doing so, she said, God, I need. Here's all I have. I need money for food. I need money for clothing. I need money for shelter. I need money. I'm not going to eat, Lord, unless you provide. I'm going to give my money to your kingdom. Just take it and use it. And now you take care of me. You said you would. She knew that God would take care of those who would give all they are and all they have to him she knew that if she was she could be assured of God's care if she had to give all to God if she gave all then God would provide for her That's what Jesus said. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things that you have need of will be provided, will be given unto you. So here's the point. She took her need, she gave it to God, she sought God to meet her need by giving all to God. So she had one little coin, God's temple had a need and she put it in the trumpet vase that went to the temple. Now, those were gooseneck vases, and the rich threw a lot of money that they could spare. And it ding, ling, 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 ding, ding, but hers went clink, if it did that. And she was poor, and so she goes to the next vase, which was a vase that you gave money to the poor, who needed food. She needed food. She, clink, she dropped her money in that vase. Being poor, she had a need. She dropped her coin, so she gave. Believing God that pr- would provide food, clothing, and shelter. Let me share with you. Jot this verse down. Luke chapter 6, verse 38. Give, red letters, red letters. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure pressed down, shaken together, running over shall men give unto your bosom. Now listen to this. For with the same measure that you meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. Now this is not prosperity gospel. It's not what I'm saying. But what the scripture is saying, it's what you give, is what you're going to get. If you give generously, you'll be generously blessed. If you give... If you don't give generously, you won't be generously blessed. That's what it says. 2 Corinthians, jot this down. 2 Corinthians chapter 9. 2 Corinthians chapter 9. See if I mark that one. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6. He says, Paul said, I say, but this I say, He which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly. And he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. I mean, you're going to give what you sow. And that's what we talked. taught. So Jesus observes our giving. Real giving is sacrificial giving. Real giving is measured by what's left and how much is, not how much is given. Giving. Real, giving <clears throat> real giving seeks to have a need met. Now let me close with just an explanation real quick of, of three streams and one river. I want you to remember the widow. She walked into this court, court of women, and there was these 13 gooseneck vases where people dropped their money to support the different ministries of the temple. You had the the temple upkeep vase, and you had the, uh, the vase for the poor, and you had the vase for... The sacrifices. The poor couldn't even buy a, a sacrifice. Couldn't even bring a sacrifice. They received money to go out and buy a turtle dove for the for the poor to offer a sacrifice to God. So there was a there was an offering for that. And there was an offering for the priests and an offering for the orphans and an offering for the widows. And you had these 13 trumpets down through there. Three streams, one river. Really is the same biblical concept. That's found in Mark chapter 12, 41 through 44. We have one river flowing through Mountain View Baptist Church, and that's a river of stewardship. The managing of what we have that God has allowed us to have until we die. Then goes someone else. We have this one river of stewardship. We have one river flowing through Mountain View River stewardship, stewardship, the faithful management of the finances that God has entrusted to us. And there's one river, picture this, you see it on the wall, feeds three streams. I want to share those three streams. The first, the ministry stream. The ministry stream. Let's look at that ministry stream. It's on the board. We give our tithe, 10%, to the ministry stream. That's our ministry stream. The ministry stream is our general budget. That general budget, which includes funds to support the ongoing day-to-day operations and ministers of Mountain View Baptist Church. Our general budget began in January 1, this year, $309,542. Last year, it's $314,000. It's down $5,000 from last year. That's our general budget. That's our ministry stream. That takes care of day-to-day operations. That takes care of Bible fellowship and discipleship materials and team kids and personnel expenses and facility maintenance and and equipment and utilities that run. We budgeted this year $30,000 for utilities. And many other items in our ministry budget which also includes our building payment of $7,300 a month or $87,600 a year. That's a stream that requires our tithe, okay, 10% our tithe. Let me just say, last year, 314000 did you know out of a $314,000, we only fell short of that a little over $5,000 and that's really good on $314,000. you have done a great job. And so, and I was praying two years ago and that brings us to the next stream. The next stream is not our tithe but it's above our tithe and that's a mortgage stream. Now let me ask you this. How many of you know you don't have to raise your hand. That we have a debt here in this church—a mortgage debt. You know that. Some of you knew. You, you may have not have known it. You know why we don't ever mention it. But we have a mortgage debt. Let me just share with you and anybody else that's listening. <laughs> Facebook, YouTube, whatever. That debt's right at nine hundred thousand right now. Mortgage stream. So what we wanted to do is we wanted to take that mortgage stream and invite everybody to be a part of our building fund. See, we started a building fund back in 2014 when I started that series of sermons. And all of a sudden we just had a, we set a goal of thousand I mean $100,000 a year for three years. $300,000. i am going to tell you what happened. And God's people started giving in about six months. We had about 60000 Y'all remember that, some of you? Then all of a sudden, we got a special gift given to us for $325,000. And then people stopped giving. Some people. Some continued. And that building fund now runs about maybe four, or five hundred, not over $600,000, sometimes a month. $1,000 usually a month. So what we'd like to do is invite everybody to help pay for the building. And so give your tithes to the ministry budget. Then above the tithe, make an offering to the mortgage stream. And at the end of the month, we'll pay all of that toward the principal. And get this. In eight years, we'll have all of We'll be debt-free. Nine years or less. Debt-free. If... 50 families would give $15 a week. 50 families, $15 a week, and nine years or less, we'll be debt-free. We have a debt. And so $5 an offering plate really don't get any more. Not if we're going to give scripturally, biblically. And so we have this... We have this mortgage debt. Our regular monthly payment, our regular monthly payment, seven to three hundred dollars, is figured into the ministry budget, and so everything we receive in the mortgage stream is going to go to pay toward the principal, and we'll see this building paid off in nine years or a little less by giving to the ministry stream. And then there's third stream, and this is tithes go to the ministry stream above the tithe goes to the mortgage stream and then the third is the mission stream. The mission stream. And this is above and beyond our tithe to the mission stream. So there's an amazing current flowing through Mountain View Baptist Church. The current runs deep and swift in addition to what we're already doing through the cooperative program given to the International Mission Board, North American Missions, Association Missions, that's all in the ministry stream but we have our mission stream and the extra money monthly funds received from the ministry stream requirement if we have if we don't, if we meet our budget and go over our budget we're going to put in the mission stream but we're going to meet our budget if we if we don't meet our budget nothing goes in that ministry stream and then all designated funds that people give to the mission stream goes into the mission stream and the mission organizations, the Gideons, Alcal, Voice of the Martyrs, benevolent missions, the food pantry, the Thanksgiving benevolent meal where we serve nearly 600, oh, over 600 meals, close to 600 meals, 590 meals. All that money comes out, will come out of this mission fund. And then the mission events, local events, Christian life, sanctity of life, hunger, world hunger, it all. And then those designated mission offerings, Annie Armstrong, you know, we still give to Annie Armstrong, Myers Mallory. We'll have those special offerings, but those are just base offerings. Goes four thousand for each, four thousand for for uh, Lottie, four thousand for Annie, and then Myers Mallory two thousand. You know, if you add those goes up, that's ten thousand dollars in that mission stream right there that we we'll, that we really need. And let me just say, and uh, Lottie Moon $6,578.44. That's, last year we gave $5,757. This year, $1,000 more. The giving was good to, to our missions. Operations Christmas Child, notice this. Hunt, Association Mission Trips, that's going to be promoted through fundraisers. Stewardship Committee will be responsible for the distribution of mission funds. And so we have three streams. We have a ministry stream, which is our general budget. That's our tithe. And then we have the... the um, Mortgage stream is above our tithe, whatever you can give. And then we have the mission stream above and beyond our tithe. In clothing, just like that poor widow, we're faced with giving or not giving to the ministers of Mountain View Baptist Church. And so give your tithe to the ministry. Don't rob Peter to pay Paul. You know, some people say, well, I would give $100 a week, and I'm going to take that $100 that I'm giving now, and I'm going to take 50 and give it to the ministry stream, and I'm going to take 25 and give it to the mortgage, and I'm going to take 25 more and give it to the missions, and there's my $100 where you just cut the general fund that you were given, 50 bucks?" So this is above and beyond your tithe. We can do it. So if you have an extra $10 per week, five dollars whatever give it to the mortgage give it to the missions but give your tithe. you see in all of this and i'm going to close this god expects everyone to give everyone and so if you're not giving regardless if you attend here or not if you're not giving give if you are giving start tithing if you're tithing Give an offering above that tithe, and if you give an offering above that tithe, just give a little more toward the missions stream. I'm going to close with this scripture, Deuteronomy. Jot this down. It's on the bottom of an envelope. There we fixed Deuteronomy chapter eight, verse eighteen. Listen to this. But remember, the Lord your God. For it is he that giveth the power to get wealth. Whatever funds you have, God gave you the power to get that. Don't think for a moment that you've done it all yourself. Let me say this. We've we've provided envelopes because you know what? I'd love to see that. You know what happens in nine years? In the eight years, in 2028, 20, if we don't pay this building off, we refinance $400,000 for 10 more years. But we can pay it off. 50 people committing $15 or more, 50 families, $15 more a week. In nine or less years, we'll have a note burning. And it's God that gives us the ability to acquire wealth. You say, Brother Sammy, I want to see how we're going to do it. Well, I shared an opening song with you. And I shared a verse. And I'll share again next week. Jesus said, I'm the vine, you're the branches. He that abides in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. And he's also saying, With me, you can do everything in in accordance to my will. I believe it's God's will for us to do this. And I believe if we abide in him and he abides in us, we'll see great things happen here. I hear people say, well, Brother Sammy, I'm on a fixed income. I understand what you're saying. So was the widow. But that didn't stop her. She realized she needed more than she had money to buy. And she gave all she had. And then she depended on the Lord to give her food and clothing and shelter. Just remember, you'll give it all up one day even the body you've lived in. And when you study the doctrine of giving, you'll realize that God set the example by giving his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. You always heard the old saying, you can't outgive God. No, you can't. He gave his son. And so, speaking to family, speaking to friends and family of Mountain View Baptist Church, God has a lot in store for us. But we have to have courage, and we have to step out in faith. And I realized in times past, in 2011, and when we are thinking about building a, another facility, you really see how much, people, how much faith people have when you start talking about money. I learned that. And so let me encourage you to pray, abide in him, ask God what you need to give, and whatever you give, he'll bless you. He really will. Let's have a prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for an opportunity we've had to reflect upon your word about a widow who gave it all because she had a need. And she depended upon you to meet that need. Her food, her clothing, her shelter. She gave it all and said, Lord, if you don't help me, I'm not going to make it. That's in essence what we're going to do. And so help us, Father, as we go into this year with a challenge, something new, never done it this way before. But, Father, I feel out with all of my heart, this is the direction that you're leading us And so speak to the hearts of your people. And God, as we make commitments in our own personal lives, thank you for all that you've done for us through your son, Jesus. And we make this prayer in his name.